This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Fly ball, driven to deep right center field. That ball is back, and that ball is very gone. Out to right center field off the bat of Fernando Tatis Jr., his 16th home run of the year, and the Padres are on the board. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Traded for James Shields. White Sox, uh, they're World Series contenders, but the fan base still brings that up. Every time there's a Tatis highlight, and they're going to see a lot of them over the next 14 years, or as long as Tatis is under contract, that's the first thing they bring up. They're mad at Kenny Williams still because they traded Fernando Tatis when he was like 18, 19 years old uh, for James Shields to make a run, a late season move. Uh, That's what the White Sox did a lot at the time. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Adam Burke, this is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. I want to discuss some Major League Baseball. It is Adam's expertise. So uh, really looking forward to this. And and I'm just starting to uh, do some of my homework for some of the award stuff that I'm going to be interested in this year. Some big numbers hit last year. I remember early before the shutdown, you could find Trevor Bauer for the Cy Young at 50-1. to AL MVP Jose Abreu was 100-1. to He had a big number throughout much of the season. I, I don't know how I ended up missing out on that one. But uh, you couldn't argue with the, the numbers anymore. Even uh, Pastor Guy Ramirez there at the very end. But uh, Adam, let's start here on betting major league baseball because now some of this is narrative driven. I, I hear it and I'm sure you hear the same, but the question is, are you buying into it? So in the truncated 60 game season, no crowd. Um, it's just it, the, the entire thing was, was quite strange. And there were some really good players that were terrible last year or just replacement level. And there's this assumption that those players are going to bounce back and hit their career norms. And I think that's a big assumption to make that all these players, they just need crowds and all of a sudden they're going to be the player they were a couple of years ago. You know, a couple of years ago in professional sports is a long time. So to make the assumption, Javi Baez, who was a replacement level player last year, he's going to be back to his MVP type form. I don't know about that. Jose Altuve at this stage in his career, he's going to be the old Jose Altuve. Not quite sure about that. Uh, Vado and Castellanos with the Reds. Those guys had a lot of issues uh, last year. So uh, Adam, I know your guy, like many of us, study the different numbers, especially in baseball, since there are so many different angles, uh, so many numbers available to us. But I wonder if we should maybe tread a little bit lightly when we're looking at the last year or so, because it was such a strange situation in 2020. 
Oh, it seems like I'm muted here. Oh, there we uh, go. There we go. That's better. Uh, you know, when it comes to individual player breakdowns, I'm looking at the underlying metrics. Exit velocity. Did that decrease? Did it increase? Did the amount of contact quality increase? There's a metric at, at BaseballSavant.com, which is the home of StatCast data, called hard hit percentage. It's yep. percentage of batted balls hit at least 95 miles per hour. The harder you hit the ball, the more likely you are to have success. So when I look at individual player seasons, I look to see why it happened. Did they make lesser quality contact? Was it something where the strikeouts increased? Did they wind up walking a lot more? Something like that. I want to see what exactly it was that contributed to why they weren't as productive, why they weren't as successful or effective. So when I look at that, because exit velocity stabilizes at a very low sample size of batted balls. So even in the 60-game sprint, you can say that a drop in exit velocity is really concerning. You could also say an increase in exit velocity could be beneficial. So I look at a lot of those things as opposed to looking at batting average and slugging percentage and stuff like that. Yeah. Did they make the same quality contact and just have bad luck? Or is there something more to why they weren't as productive? Same thing with the pitching, um, batting average of balls in play. Uh, like you just mentioned there, that two-month sprint, in the course of 162 games, and that's the plan this year. And I know some books for the win totals are saying 154, 155 games need to be played for, for the bets to be good. Um, that is just such a small sample size. We see players every year that um, they get out to a hot start, and some end up making the all-star team or they're in the conversation. But, you know, as a baseball fan, like that's not an all-star play. Like we've seen guys participate in that game, which over the course of the year, like, okay, okay what we thought is going to happen. They're an average major league player. No, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and the thing about it too, when, when you talk about pitching statistics specifically, you know, you're talking about guys that maybe worked 55, 60 innings, something like that maybe made 10, 11, 12 starts. If you had, let's say you had nine, you know, let's say you had eight really good starts, four really bad starts. Well, the right. four really bad starts are definitely going to skew your numbers in a negative way and really overshadow the eight good starts that you had. So it is really tough. And, and I've fought with this and I'll have my MLB betting guide coming out on Thursday, but I've fought with awesome. this in terms of how much that 2020 season should matter. And it's a challenge. It's a very difficult thing to look at. For example, a team like the San Francisco Giants, like they excelled at home offensively. They had been a very bad offense at home for a very long time because of the park factor. The ball just doesn't carry well there. Well, they moved the fences in a little bit and they put up a wind screen in right field that blocked off a viewing area where like passerbys could stop and watch the game. It was like a social distancing measure, whatever. But there was a good article at The Athletic about this where there are crosswinds that blow through Oracle Park and knock the ball down. Well, with this wind screen up, balls were carrying a lot better than ever before. So I don't know if that wind screen is up this year. I don't know, you know if they blocked that off for social distancing or whatever. So how am I supposed to project the Giants at home? You know, There are areas like that where it's just very hard to kind of pinpoint and gauge what to expect. Well, the the reality is, and the teams won't say this, but as I hear more and more general managers talk about the, the hard decisions they had to make after the 2020 season and how they project their team going into 2021, I don't think they know. 
No. They, 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 they're really not sure. There are a lot of things that are up in the air, but teams have to make some hard calls to move on from guys. Do we go all in on Trevor Bauer? Because that was two months. Great year. It's unbelievable. Back to lo looking like and even better than the old Trevor Bauer because he ran into a, a lot of bad luck in uh, 2019. But based off of how many start was it 12, 14? Are, are you going to go all in and spend that much money and put the uh, future of your franchise at risk by uh, giving one guy that's going to be out there every fifth day that much money? I mean, it's a tough call. It is. I mean, for the Dodgers, they can clearly afford it. And I yeah. give them credit, you know, because there were two things. The first is that, I mean, they had to compete with what the Padres did. I mean, and the Padres had a phenomenal offseason, without a doubt. And so the Dodgers, who I think are still better than the Padres, even if they don't add Bauer, they just went out there and almost played a trump card. And we're like, boom, here you go. We can spend $40 million on one pitcher and strengthen what we believe is the only weakness on our ball club. Am I buying Bauer? Not to the same degree as last season, no. I think he should be pretty good. Uh, you know, he did make some adjustments under the hood that I think are sustainable. But, no, I mean, that that's the thing is, you know, Juan Soto, uh, a metric called weighted runs created plus, uh, 100 is league average. Juan Soto had a 201 WRC <laughs> plus last year. He was two times better than league average. Right. That will not happen this year. So there are outliers like that, even for guys that are really good players. But it is still something that I factor into the equation as I handicap these teams, their season win totals, and their futures. Joe Ostrowski, Adam Burke, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, let's go through a few of these divisions. We want to see if we could uh, find any value right now. And why not start with the American League Central, the team that you follow the closest? The, the Cleveland Indians are the third favorite. I follow the White Sox. They're the favorite at minus 150 at points bet. Now they have the Twins at plus 165 and Cleveland at plus 750. Are we allowed to still say the end? I, I forget. I'm going to do that for a year, just so you know. I, oh, I, I don't know. It'll be I don't know what the fans are doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured that. Uh, the White Sox at minus 150. Superb talent. They added to the rotation. I, I think they're going to have to add more, but they're going to give their kids a chance in, in the fourth and fifth spots to see what they can do. Michael Kopech out, opted out of last season. If he if he's rolling, if the, if he's close to what they expected as your four, that's a really deep rotation. They need a corner outfielder. Understand why the White Sox are the favorite here, but I think uh, they're a little bit too heavy of a favorite at minus one fifty. What's your gauge on this? Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about these division futures. Are the White Sox the best team in the Central? Probably. Is this yeah. a good bet? I don't think it's a good bet at all. In fact, yeah. I think it's a bad bet to take Chicago at a price like this. Even if you just simply compare with the season win total odds that are out there, Chicago's maybe one and a half or two wins better than Minnesota on the season win total odds. Why mm -hmm. would Minnesota be plus 165 and Chicago minus 150? I disagree with that. I, I think that Minnesota's probably the best play here. I could make a case for the Indians because they're going to have a top five pitching staff in baseball again. 
I can make a case at the long shot 750, but to me, the Twins are the best bet here. There is no way that the White Sox are are better enough than the Twins to be at a minus price. Just no way, in my opinion. How is Cleveland going to score runs? Because I, I want to make I want to make a case at seven, eight to one. <laughs> that was quick. I don't know. Yeah, it, the offense is worse, right? It's got to be. Well, I don't think it could be worse. I mean, they were a bottom five <laughs> offense last year with Francisco <laughs> Lindor, and, and Lindor right. was a league average offensive player basically last year. So. Andres Jimenez could be just as good offensively as Lindor, at least from like a you know weighted metrics standpoint. Probably not as good defensively. We'll kind of wait and see. But I mean, unless Jose Ramirez goes nuclear and, and wins the MVP, it's going to be a struggle for them day in and day out to score runs. Man, I, I love betting on Cleveland, but something you could never ever consider is betting the Indians on the run line. No, oh no, <laughs> never. Not not a chance. Uh, what what about the AL East? The Yankees are minus two hundred favorites. Rays come in at plus three fifty, uh, same as the Blue Jays, plus three fifty. Red Sox twenty to one. Uh, forget about the Orioles. <laughs> oh, the poor Orioles. <laughs> to me, it's the Yankees in this division. I, I would lay this price honestly, and and I'm somebody who absolutely loves the Rays year in and year out. I love what they do. I had a World Series future on them last year before everything shut down. I had them to win the division at 625 or 650, something like that. I love the Rays. I love the way they go about their business. But nobody in this division is close to the Yankees, in my opinion. The, the season win totals kind of bear that out. Obviously, the futures market kind of bears that out as well. Where New York is, you know, 550 or 6 to 1, Toronto's 20 to 1, Tampa Bay's 20 to 1. Yankees minus 200. I know people don't want to lay chalk on futures usually, but yeah. this is one where the Yankees, I think, are much better than any of the other teams in this division. Whereas previously what we talked about with Chicago, I'm not laying minus 150 with Chicago when I think Minnesota is right there. I don't think Tampa Bay and Toronto this season are that close to the Yankees. So it'd be minus 200 for me, and it's not a sexy play or anything, but I think it's the right play. You don't have that sort of a gap in the National League Central. The Pirates are terrible. Lowest win total in all of Major League Baseball. Yeah, the Cardinals have the most talent. Uh, they they make the big move, which was surprising. I mean, St. Louis is never the team to make the big move. But you could, you could come close to, to putting the Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, and Cubs in a hat. And uh, maybe the team you pick out is your winner. No, I agree. I mean, I will say at points, at points bet plus 160 on St. Louis is a better price than I've seen in a lot of places. So okay. if you do like the Cardinals, that is, and again, shop around for the best prices on all of these futures. I mean, that, that kind of goes without saying, but it is very important. To me in the Central Division, I, I kind of like the Brewers. You know, I mean, they've got the best bullpen in the division. They've got kind of a stars and scrubs unit offensively where they really need Christian Yelich and Keston Hira and Colton Wong to carry them. But I love Brandon Woodruff. What they did with Corbin Burns was impressive. I think this team has the highest ceiling in the division, and the, and the Cardinals have the highest floor. So it's kind of a matter of personal preference, whether you like the Cardinals or the Brewers. But to me, getting that plus 340 price in a division where the teams are interchangeable, I like Milwaukee the most of the futures there. A couple other divisions kind of up for grabs right now at first blush. Uh, AL West and also the NL East. Is there a team in either division that you really like? Astros. I think the Astros are completely mispriced this season. I like them to win the division. I like a World Series future. I like their overseason win total. They are mispriced because they went 29 and 31 last year when they just weren't engaged until the playoffs. 
Uh, that's Adam Burke. I'm Joe Ostrowski. Maybe we'll, we'll squeeze in some more MLB talk before we get out of here. 